Hi, I'm Leanna. And I'm Nikki. And in today's episode, we're talking about mind-body connection. And so we see this a lot as hypnotherapists, um, just how the mind influences the body, the body influences the mind, they communicate with each other, we communicate through, um, we often think we're communicating through our voice and our mind and our ideas, and that's the flow of expression, but we communicate through our body as well. And that can be things like body language, but things can also be communicated through our body, through discomfort, through pain, um, disease. And And I want to be really clear too, that that doesn't mean that we've caused our own discomfort or disease or pain, but that there could be a communication coming through there to let us know that something is important. And we might think of like, you know how sometimes people, I've experienced this myself, like chronically getting colds and, you know, you kind of feel like you're run down or burnt out or close to that. And I mean, even that can be our mind and body expressing to us that we do need to take care of ourselves. We do need to have time to ourselves. We do need to reprioritize. Um, And so often we view these things as being so singular and isolated and of course they have medical causes and roots and impacts and connections but our mind is one of the players in that scene and I love thinking about thinking about the body communicating in its own language that isn't sort of the verbal language that we're used Mm. to using yeah and I'm just thinking about things like well like allergies yeah and how, you know, you'll get a rash, you'll get, I don't like welts, you'll get red and hot. The body will tell you something has happened that I'm not handling well. Right. And if we explore those sensations a little bit, and if we were to ask ourselves, like, what would we use to describe those sensations? So that rash might be irritating, itchy, scratchy. Oh, I'm so angry that I have that rash. And then if you were to explore a little bit and go, where else do you feel that right now in your life? Where else are you irritated? Where else are you angry? Where else are you bothered? Mm. Um, it's just interesting what leads to what. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if, and if one area is addressed, so if that background irritation in your life I mean, that could be a person, that could be a situation, that could be a memory um, is processed or addressed in some fashion. It's interesting to me how the rash tends to clear up, mm-hmm. which doesn't make the rash fake. It doesn't make it any less real. It's absolutely real and absolutely like medical creams and ointments and things absolutely do the trick too. But it is also amazing that if the rash goes away, perhaps something else pops up that's irritating and bothersome. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, I think there's so much to be said here. I'm finding it hard to know where to begin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I, sometimes I think that's what made me say like that the body has its own language Mm -hmm. because sometimes I think we try to use hmm, how to express this. Okay. I'm not sure this is going to make any sense, but I think sometimes we try to use our mind to understand what our body is experiencing, Mm. but it's like two different languages. 
Yeah. And you almost need to feel, feel the feeling, like imagine the body as its own language to know what is happening. Yeah. I don't know if that has any clarity whatsoever. (laughs) Well, what it makes me think of is that we do try to apply a whole bunch of logic and a whole bunch of, um, figuring out, um, from our, from our wisdom, from our smart minds. Um, but we have a lot of inner deeper wisdom that I think, like you're Mm -hmm. saying, we don't know how to interpret. We don't know how to communicate with as well. Um, we're not tuned in to those messages. And I know from our hypnosis background, so just talking about the mind and there's two parts to the mind, the conscious mind and the subconscious mind, the conscious mind is where the logic is. So that would be the part that's trying to apply that logic and reason and trying to connect those dots. And the deeper mind is where creativity and emotions are. And so symbolism and physical sensation and emotions are kind of that language of the deeper mind and memories as well. And so it won't come out clearly and say, this happened to you when you were 15. And so you are feeling this unease now. It right. will present the unease and maybe have you thinking about when you were 15 for a while and showing mm-hmm. you messages and reminding you of smells and, and things. And so it's a lot more subtle, which can be a mm-hmm. lot more frustrating But if we allow ourselves to just be open to experiencing those sensations, it is a little bit easier to connect those dots. Mm -hmm. So we Mm -hmm. almost have to quiet that logic part in a way. It's the the part that wants to take over and it is the problem solver. Right. But we're not solving a traditional problem in how we've been kind of trained and culturally trained and. Yes to do it. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you for reading my mind. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I would really love to, I say I'd love to, but I don't give much time to it, but to be someone who could pick up those subtle messages before you got sick, before you got Mm. the cold, like to be able to sit quietly and feel, oh, why does, you know, why is my breathing kind of catching in this spot? Or, mm. you know, why am I chest breathing all of a sudden? Or to, to notice sooner? Yeah. What was I just thinking messages. about or doing? Yeah. Or what, what do I have coming up next that I might be resisting? Or, yes. yeah. And I, I think so too. Like, I, I don't think we do that enough. I certainly don't do that enough, but I don't think life lends itself to that either. Like we're going from one experience to the next and kind of, I'm thinking now, even in COVID times as well, that uh, we're just kind of surviving and coping Mm -hmm. and, and there's a lot on our plates, a lot to consider, a lot to manage. Um, And even, even in non-COVID times, life doesn't really lend itself to that pause for reflection you know, we're lucky if we have some time, maybe at the end of the day when we're in bed and, but maybe there's a flood of other thoughts and we just want to turn our minds off. Yeah. Get the sleep yeah. And get restored. So it is uh, difficult to find that time or to create that uh, reflection. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it lends itself to a cycle of the more we don't, the more disconnected we become, the more disconnected mm-hmm. we become 
the more symptoms and illness we have, the more symptoms and illness we have, the more uncomfortable it is to sink into those sensations. Like it just goes yeah. around and around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. And what's coming to mind for me now is um, a little bit of a change of gears, but just that we do know that there's a mind body connection. So, but we don't, that's the thing is the mind and the brain and the body, we're always constantly learning. And I think it might be impossible to know every aspect of how everything works, but we do know that like there's been studies of, you know, if you cut your finger, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's studies of when you feel the pain or when you experience the pain and studies have shown that you don't experience that till it's been processed by the mind. So if the signal were to somehow have a barrier in your arm and it never made it to the mind, you wouldn't experience that pain. So, I mean, what does that tell us? Um, in the simplest way, it just tells us that the mind has a role, right? So they're not acting alone. And sometimes I think we think our mind is somehow not part of the whole, um, that our physical, well, we, we compartmentalize things into physical and mental, right? Um, physical and mental abuse, physical and mental pain, physical and mental well-being. Like we go to our doctors, our, our GPs, and we're going for the physical body for something that we need help with support with in our physical bodies. Um, But your mind is playing a role too. even your mind in expectations, even your mind in um, what's possible. And so we treat them as so separate. And yet science shows that they're integrated in some way. Right. Right. And I think on a spiritual level, we understand that too. We're whole beings like things interact. We're like an ecosystem We're we're, you know, we're interacting. Your mind can't be separate. It's not just a control booth sitting way up high that is separate and overseeing it's involved. Yeah. Yeah. We don't quite understand the nuances of how it's involved of how it's involved. And I do think somehow culturally we, um, like we praise and encourage and focus on our our mind like our head mm. like i i kind of have this image of like people are like walking heads so there's you know very smart people and they're um yeah i don't know like i don't think we value our bodies the same way we do intelligence or insight or problem solving or mm. Cause I was thinking, you said that, that we value our bodies a lot. Cause like when we look at magazines and like, mm. because that's what we present to the world. So that's the thing that we value in others is because that's the first thing you see. And like, whether that's how you're dressed or um, mm-hmm. body size or body image, I was kind of going with, we put a lot of emphasis on the body. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. But, but with that, with what you're saying, we certainly don't give the internal processes um, a lot of attention, like even for instance, let's take overeating or weight loss or things like that. We're focused on the body and the outcome and how that looks. We're not so much focused on healthy foods and supporting your body's well-being. And this actually helps this immune system and this helps vitality. And, you know, we don't, 
we do, but we don't put the primary focus on those messages. The primary right. focus is you need to be a size four. Um, the people around me that I see or that are in magazines look a certain way. I need to look a certain way. Even face like I'm not as pretty as that person or uh, rugged or handsome. or So it we do base a lot on the external Mm-hmm. instead of the internal mm-hmm. yeah yeah maybe that's a good frame to see it on because as well I'm thinking even somehow health like yeah if you're if you're thin mm-hmm. if you have nice skin mm-hmm. like even when we talk about health I think we you know nice teeth nice nails which they are indicators of health but I don't sit around with too many friends and talk about the digestive system right? or our livers or like, you know, that's that's just it. Or like you said, like, and and then bringing in the mind, like our intuition, our problem solving abilities, our, I'm just going into a different world here. I just was going to say gut feelings. And that reminds Uh, me of the language of the body as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, That idea of have you ever described somebody as a pain in the neck mm-hmm. and then you're rubbing your neck mm-hmm. thinking about that person person yeah <laughs> um those are real things those are real expressions and extensions of beliefs that we hold and perspectives that we hold so you're right like we don't talk about internal processes vitality energy well sometimes we like complain that we're tired but we don't right but we don't talk about what's invigorating. We don't Mm -hmm. talk about what kind of feeds our soul yeah, or feeds our body or keeps us running as a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In fact, it's almost interesting that I include myself in this. We have the, you know, these bodies that we need, we can't do any of the things we might want to do without them, but we know so little about them. Mm. you know like I'm I'm just find myself thinking about um lymph nodes and glands and I don't know like our blood and and I'm like but really I don't even know like I have a body I own it I need it every day and I really know so very little about what it takes for it to function right yeah we really don't have that knowledge and we're not in tune with it Something you said, though, made me, uh, again, wonder on a different tangent where we need our bodies to do the things we want to do. And it made me think of, of people who don't have limbs or are disabled in some way. And so how does that change your interaction with the world? I mean, it greatly impacts it. I, I can't speak to all of the impacts, but certainly I wouldn't want the idea to be that there's something different they should be, or we all should be doing with our minds in order to prevent or address or heal things on, on that level. I think what we're talking about is just being more in tuned with the bodies we have and with the minds we have and the systems we have, no matter what those are. Yeah. No matter what age, no matter what uh, ability Mm-hmm. that we're just more in tune with what's going on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And how our bodies take on, yeah, stresses or emotion or like. Yeah, at the very least, if, if it's a, if it's a step too far to kind of believe that the, the mind is expressing things through the body. And I think at the very least, we know that our bodies carry stress. Mm-hmm. We know when we're tense, mm-hmm. we know when our shoulders are drooped and we're just dragging our feet again, all these kind of imagery language, but we know that's carried in our body and, and our movement in our body and the energy in our body. Um, so that's real. Yeah. So that's making me wonder, how do we, not how, is there a way to, you know, understand that? Like you said, okay, you're angry, your shoulders are lifted, maybe you're holding your jaw a little Mm -hmm. tighter, you're breathing a little higher in your chest, you're walking a faster pace than normal. As that emotion gets dealt with or dissipates, would it be beneficial to then like do that physical check-in I think yeah you know like okay just for a moment I'm gonna drop my shoulders relax my jaw unfurl my eyebrows take a deep breath yes so I see that kind of two ways like as it's happening seeing if you can intervene Mm -hmm. and change any of that even just a little bit even just a baby step so yeah like just lower my shoulders take a slower breath Um, and then, so by adjusting the body that influences the mind. Okay. Now it's a bit calmer. It's a bit more open, seeing things a bit more clearly. And I also, in what you said, could also think of that as another way, as you go through the experience of that tightness and that clenchness and that energy, um, and maybe you find then maybe some time has passed, you're thinking about something else and you're more relaxed. Can you check back in and go, ah, that passed? Or so almost kind of proving to yourself, okay, these things are temporary and oh, they are being expressed through my body, but look at my body's calm now. It can handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of two different points of check-in. Mm-hmm. It would be a really big task to take every sensation you're feeling, every thought and explore it and dissect it and um, examine it. It just, it, it just too much. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But if something is bothering you, impeding you, uh, distracting you, um, becoming a burden, it is worth that reflection. I think as we've said too, it's worth the reflection of, um, you know, my right hip oh, my right hip is killing me. I'm not sure why. I'm just holding open the possibility that what else could that hip be connected to? Mm -hmm. What emotion, what situation, what challenge? Yeah, and questions that I like to ask or I get curious about is at what times in what situations do I notice that hip kind of flaring up? What else do those sensations remind me of? So if I were to use words to describe that sensation, then where else do those words apply in my life? Um, I think that's a really great one. Yeah. Those just kind of spark a little bit of exploration. Yeah. 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 It's tight. It rubs me the wrong way. Mm. Yeah. And how would I put this? Is, 
it's hard for people to see pain as beneficial. I completely understand that. And, and I do ask clients sometimes, you know, is there any way that this is working for you? And that, mm-hmm. it, that can kind of throw people on their heels a little bit. Like, what do you mean? And I'm not meaning you would choose this with all of your knowledge. I'm not meaning that you did choose it. I'm not meaning that you want it, but mm-hmm. does that hit pain get you out of work a couple of times or an uncomfortable situation or does it get your family to see that you're hurting so they help you more with Mm -hmm. tasks um do you get a little bit more compassion like those aren't bad things and your your body might have come up with a way to get them it might not be the best way (laughs) you might want to change that way but that's the power of that knowledge if you if you then understand that maybe that is a benefit that's coming from that well how can you get that benefit in a way that doesn't involve hip pain right and so that can be a hard question to ask and especially too if our minds are locked into like well no I'm doing this and it's helping it's not going to easily give up those answers for the most part Um, and it can be a little embarrassing to find out that maybe that was helping you in some way, but I don't think it should be embarrassing because I think that's a wonderful way that your body tried to help you. And now that you've seen that you can adjust that. Right. And hopefully have the, the payoff, the good thing Mm. continue like that. You don't have to give up. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the goal. Yeah. 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 And not having to necessarily give something up until that new good ways in place. Like it's not as if you have to drop something that's working for you just because you've noticed it. Um, You can set up the more productive, the more supportive way. So that might be then asking for help. Let's say that was the thing. If your hip pain was getting you some help and support, um, Maybe there's a different way to have that conversation and say, you know what? I'm really struggling here. I'm in a lot of pain. I don't want to be in pain to get help. I would like to see people take the initiative more and just help. And that would take a lot of pressure off me. So maybe perhaps having that conversation, writing that down in a note or an email, talking to a supervisor like that. So you don't have to kind of give up the thing that's helping you till you have a better way of helping you as well. So I just think it's so, I use the word magical, the way that our bodies and minds express themselves. And like you say, it's like a language and, and we can learn that language um, or be, or be a little bit more in tune to it. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of like birds chirping in the background, right? Like you your brain might notice them, mind might notice them on a really small level. And this is, this is the outdoors in springtime, or you can actually take a moment and go, Oh, listen to the different pitches in that um, bird chirp, listen to the different Mm -hmm. sounds and qualities. That's what we're saying. Like we don't, we don't need to absolutely understand it like a dictionary, just tune into it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, yeah, that's a great analogy because that leads me to believe that somewhere we do innately understand it on some level. We just yeah. have to get some some time and attention. 
I think we have way more wisdom and insight than we, we are aware of mm-hmm. uh, individually and as a whole. And we kind of mentioned it, but life is just kind of set up to listen to different signals, um, signals that we're used to, signals that fit into our systems, the, the things that we already know we're really good at. We're good at knowing when to go to the doctor. Yeah. But could we also be good at knowing when to pause and inquire and reflect on a feeling or a sensation? Yeah. Yeah. I bet, I bet we could, I bet that knowledge is there and I bet we could practice that up. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, if anybody has any questions about the mind body connection, or you have any ideas for future topics that you'd like us to discuss, we'd love to hear those. And you can send those to Liana and Nikki at gmail.com. That's L-I-A-N-A-A-N-D-N-I-K-I at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook page under the same name, Liana and Nikki, a conversation of moms, minds, and more. And if you like what you hear, give us a share or share a link. Thanks for listening and 